Uh, is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, Hey, um, hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bajoric. Uh, today, I want to talk about personal branding. And I want to do that with a friend of mine. Her name is Tara Horstmeyer. She is a personal branding expert. She is a social media strategist. And she is the founder at a little company called Happy Words. Um, you can find her on LinkedIn, but we'll talk more about that after the, the episode here. Um, I struggle with some things. And I talk about that with Tara in this episode. And actually, that was one of the reasons that I hired Tara recently to help me kind of come up with some of the concepts I should be talking about, some of the ways I should be talking about myself. And it was really, really helpful. And I don't know about you, but I tend to, even though I do this, like you're here, I have a podcast I have for years. I've been out there in the public eye, if you will, for years. I'm still a little bit hesitant sometimes as it relates to how I talk about what I do. And I don't know where that block comes from, but I can tell you that Tara has helped me get over it significantly. And uh, I still have some work to do, but um, I, I'm really happy with the progress that I'm making. And I uh, owe her a debt of gratitude uh, for the help that she's given me. And you know, I, I think some of the big concepts that we talk about in this show particularly are, who are you? How can you help? Right? Stop there. Have you thought enough? Have you done the work to answer those two questions? Those feel like things you should be able to just rattle off the tip of your tongue, but you can't always do that. So instead of just saying, well, I'm not good at this, well, lean into what it will take to be better at it. That's really, really important. We talk a little bit about tapping into your ego without being a total jerk. And uh, near the end of this interview, Tara is going to give you one thing to start on right now. If you have not done any of this, she's going to give you the right place to start. And I'm telling you right now, even though it's not me starting here, I've been doing this for years, I'm going back to this because I think it's that valuable. And I think there's a lot for me to learn from this exercise as well. So enjoy this interview with Tara and I will be back shortly. Tara, so good to talk to you. So good to see you. Thanks. Excited to be here, Jeff. So thanks for having me. You know, I had run into, we've known each other for almost a year now in person, right? And, and um, you know, I, I had seen you on the social channels and we had followed similar people and finally connected um, with one another. And then we got to meet um, at the Outbound Conference in 2021 in, in, down in your hometown, which was really fun. And after I met with you, I was like, this is a person who gets it. 
And so I need some help. I'm calling Tara. I don't know what it is for just yet, but I need some help. I'm calling Tara. And, um, you know, you have helped me understand so many things about myself from a personal branding standpoint that I like was in me, but I just needed like the right way to get it out of me, you know? And, you know, I, I laugh. I don't know if you laugh, but you sent me a questionnaire as we started to work together about all these things I needed to answer about myself and who I help and what I do and all these things. And, and I was really excited to get done. And then I pressed next and there was a whole other sheet of stuff. And it took me, I spent probably 10 hours doing this stuff. And that was my first key that, um, Maybe I was looking in the wrong direction, you know, in, in terms of trying to brand myself. And, you know, I go back and forth about personal branding and what it is and what it isn't and things like that. But I've talked enough. What, what do you think is really, really important for top performers from a personal branding standpoint? And maybe to, to just take a step aside from that after you're done, um, where do you think they miss? Mm. That's a great question. So uh, there's so much that comes with the personal brand journey, because that's really what it is, you know, and and when you're thinking top performers, specifically in sales, and what it means to develop a brand, the way I always have always looked at brand is um, a quote, I, I think even, you know, Casey Graham or someone, you know, who I was specifically when I was working with him at Gravy, he he blazed the trail for me and he showed me what a personal brand was specifically by living it out. And so the way I always started, the way I've always seen it is everybody has a personal brand, whether you know it or not. You've got a brand with your family. You've got a brand with your friends. You've got a brand with your coworkers. And if you don't know what it is, which most of us don't, you know, we want to know what it is. But uh, that's when you start to ask. You ask specific questions around people uh, that are around you, that experience you outside of you. So this this whole talk of like, oh, I don't want to build a personal brand or that seems egotistical or that seems outside of me. I'm like, look, you've already got one. You may as well know what it is. <laughs> you may as well know what you're, what you're putting right. out there and really the way people are perceiving you, you know? So whenever I talk with people about just creating or, or building or really being intentional and Justin Walsh uses that word a lot, intentional about what you're putting out, it's not this whole fake idea of like, oh, let me go, let me go create this fake persona, put it out there and let's see what happens because that's when people start to stress. And that's when they can't create content. They can't, you know, do all these things because they're starting to feel inauthentic because they're putting something out that isn't. And so how I love working with people is just showing them number one, which is to your point of, of just deep diving within them and saying, Hey, you already have all this in you. You already have this expertise and these thoughts and these, these strong opinions and these passions. Well, let's take everything that's inside of you. It's really just turning the inside outward and shining a light on things that can help people because we all have, again, all of these multifaceted parts of us, these interests, these really fun you know, sides of us that we may not put out on social media. It doesn't mean that that's not who we are. That's not a piece of us. It just means, hey, when it comes to building a personal brand on LinkedIn or or being someone who wants to, you know, help people as an expert in this area. These are the topics I'm going to talk about repeatedly, not because there's not other sides of me, but because this is what actually helps the people who are sitting at the table. <laughs> so why would I help someone if somebody's coming to me saying, hey, Tara, you know, can you help me write? And then all of a sudden I'm talking to them about my love of, you know, uh, watching my son play baseball. <laughs> it's like, 
they, they just don't correlate. Sometimes I can weave stories, sure. But ultimately, I'm going to talk to you about what you came and what I can actually help you with in the moment. So any top performer looking to say, hey, why should I build a personal brand? Number one, because you already have one and you may as well put it out there. And then how do I go about thinking about it? That's when I say, OK, that's what starts with really being introspective about who you are, how you can help, what you're passionate about, because my big mantra is, well, two things. It's always connection over perfection. So don't think about it. Think about connecting, but also sustainable equals attainable. So when you think about building your brand specifically through creating content, which is on all social media platforms, you're creating some form of content. You've got to figure out what is sustainable for you, what is um, authentic, or if that's a buzzword, what's uh, what's genuine to you. And that always starts with almost being your own therapist of diving deep inside, taking the time <laughs> to ask yourself questions. And it's always this therapy you probably felt where you're like, this isn't like rocket science. She's not asking me to like go out and do all these crazy equations, but it is hard work because it's literally just bringing out what's already inside of you, but you've got to dig below those layers that you're used to talking about or, or seeking within you. I, I looked at that sheet and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. But at the same time, I was like, Jeff, why can't you answer these questions? You can, you just need to do the work. And that's what I, that's what I did. And it's been so worth it. And, and so I, I can't thank you enough for that. But Jeffrey Gittimer taught me this, she's 15 years ago now. And he's like, look, people are going to be looking you up. You go to Google to look at your prospects. They're going to go look you up. What are they going to find? Are you proud of it? So that is your personal brand. You have one, whether or not you want it. And I think it was, um, yeah, as Keenan several years later said, um, yeah, digital anonymity is not a good thing. And so that those were my driving forces to get going. But then I didn't know where to go. And, and these were the two things that get in my way. One is less in my way than the other is right now. But the first one was, do I have something worth talking about? Right. And, and what I had... Well, what happened to me and, and what I almost needed to have happened to me was I had people tell me, Jeff, you know, no one's talking about it like this, right? And I didn't. So I, I think the assumption that I came about this intuitively, doesn't everybody else come about this intuitively? You know, that makes it like, why would I talk about something that everybody already knows, right? They don't know. That's what I've, I've learned. And, and I'm mostly turned that corner. But the other thing, Tara, is I know how talented I am. I know how good I am at what I do. I know because I've had clients tell me how impactful I've been to them. And if you're listening right now, any one of your customers, well, not any one of your customers, but a lot of your good customers are willing to tell you how great you did for them if you're only willing to ask. But I'm still not good at talking about myself. That is ego part of me is something very, very scary for me. I, I try to eliminate ego from my decision making. I try to make very calculated decisions. I try to be humble. I try to do all those things that we're taught here to do, right? Like as you're growing up, right? Uh, how do you shed just enough of that to be effective without being an ass? Yeah, seriously. And that's the difference between <laughs> Humil like, you know, having that humble courage and boldness and confidence and it, and set that confidence versus conceit. And that really, to me, is the key to of unlocking all of this is because when you are confident that you can actually help people, that will help you move from saying, you know what, not do I, I, I don't have to put this out there. I don't have to create content, but let me tell you, if I don't, 
that I'm, I, I'm actually missing out on helping people because when you start to put people as the end result to everything you do, it actually emboldens you and it, com- it, it makes you so much more confident in everything that's already inside of you and how you do it. Now, I do think that we all have to be, bring our EQ to the party. I always say this. I'm like, there's IQ and um, my husband works, you know, with like highly technical, incredible, you know, smart people. And so we always talk about, you know, like, gosh, you've got to, you've got to have the IQ. But when you start putting that outward and you start, you know, talking about what you do and how you do it. It really is the how it's how you show up. It's how you start to communicate all of that. Now, are you saying, you know, are you basically putting the eyes and saying, look at me, how great I am? No, what the way we do it is we say, Hey, I can help you be great. Look at you, look at how great you can be. And that's really the key. And for me, because I'm the same way, I'm like, I'm a trained editor. I'm like, don't put my name in lights. I'm not the reporter. I don't have the bylines. I love, like, I literally get giddy when I can make someone else better, when I can help them. It's the whole, you know, be a hero of your own story and it's in vogue as it should be. But for me, I think in a lot of us who are helpers and at our heart, um, that's just how we've always lived of like, hey, I don't need to be the one, you know, getting all the accolades or that. But my biggest accolade is when I can help someone else be better. Well, guess what? We can't do that in a digital age if we're not putting ourselves out there, if we're not being a magnet to say, hey, if you are this person, I can help you. I can actually help you because of all these things, not because, oh, I'm the best person in the world and nobody else can, but it's, look, I've got some really interesting perspectives that have been born from experience, from expertise, from all of these that can help you. Cause ultimately I'm not up here talking to myself. I'm up here talking to you. And so the more we hide and the more we basically just kind of cower in the back saying like, I'm so afraid of putting my thoughts and my opinions and my expertise out there. That's actually not helping anybody, but ironically our ego, because we're going to start to live in a little, you know, ivory tower of perfection instead of getting off of our, getting out of our tower, coming down to the streets. I always say, kick it in the streets versus the ivory <laughs> tower and make it a point to connect, to actually connect with people, to talk, to put your voice out there. And the more you do that and the more, like you were saying, you talk to great customers, you talk to great clients and they embolge you not because you're so great, but it's, oh my gosh, you helped me be so great. And then when we can start to put that narrative in our head, at least for me, it helps kick that imposter syndrome. That happens daily. <laughs> I have not conquered this by any means, but it really helps me be like, I'm not afraid to share how I can help people because I genuinely can help people, you know, so I'm backing it up with substance. Well, so let me let me respond to that. And, and let me rebut that a little bit because – and I agree. The imposter doesn't ever completely go away, but the imposter is nowhere near where it was for me when I just got started and thought, yeah, let's give this a shot. I don't feel like I run into that stage fright. I don't feel like I get the same amount of butterflies before a, a prospect call. Like I know I bring me to the table and that's something big. I still don't feel comfortable proactively talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there a difference or am I just fooling myself? (laughs) No. So I think the difference is too, it's like, you know, anytime you're reaching out one-on-one or anytime you're having a conversation, that's what you're having. You're having a conversation. Now, when you're the one starting it, that can feel very intimidating because it's like, well, nobody asked me. So why should I go out and be the first one to say something? Well, the thing is, is that when you are invisible, nobody's going to keep asking you, you know, so you have got to be your own cheerleader and your own megaphone if you don't have a team around you doing that. But ultimately, this is the, this is why I always talk about, again, how you position it. Because I could write, have the same bottom line of, this is great by my service. <laughs> but how I'm presenting that is going to feel like, 
fantastic because it's ultimately, if I do it in a storytelling or show someone or 99 out of 100 times, let other people tell that story with me and for me um, versus me just standing up here with my megaphone. Some people have no problem with that. That's not me. That's just not how I roll. That doesn't feel good to me. But again, when I can allow my own um, impact and results and experience to do the talking for me, it doesn't feel so much like I'm just, you know, standing out here by myself, having a one way conversation of, hey, look at me, I'm so great versus the how I do that and how I show people of saying, hey, I've helped people. And yes, I might be taking a proactive step because, quote, nobody asked me. But yet, if nobody's asking me, then I need to be the one to go first because that's what gets the conversation going. So now they do start asking me. They do start coming and they do start saying. So sometimes we've got to put the cart before the horse. But if you don't, you're never going to have that horse. You're never going to be running that race. So it is, I think, an act. I know it's an act of courage. But yet, I really think when we do, it's the how we're doing it. And it's the words that we're using. And it's the, you know, um, the voice that we're showing. And it really is something that you can do without it feeling like yucky and I'm self-promoting versus, you know, I'm just putting out what, how I can help people. You said something there that clicked with me and that it's accountability to the outcome. Of course, everybody wants, and I talk about this with prospecting all the time, right? It's it, If you have enough inbound leads coming in, then good for you. Um, I haven't met very many organizations where they have enough. They, they certainly have some. Referrals are great. Um, but if you have enough coming to you, then great. If you don't, well, then you got to go find them. And we can talk another time about whether or not the internet at large is the best place for you to go and just put things out there so that people can find you, or should you proactively reach out to people that you already know you can help? Um, that is, that's for another time. But um, I, I agree with you. Like, look, if, if this is the way you're committing to, and it's not enough, well, then you got to you got to change the way you're doing things, right? If you were getting, if you were doing what needed to be done, you would be getting the results that you're looking for. Um, one quick thing before we have to wrap here. Let's say I am listening right now, and I am two, three years into my sales career. And I know enough to know that I could be good. I know enough to know that I like it. And I am not doing much on social media right now to grow or expand or, or enhance rather uh, my personal brand. What's one thing I can start that won't scare me, but it'll be really, really effective. Well, I always say, you know, be a, be a lurker and be a learner. But start engaging and start finding your voice. And I would say to find your voice, you have to give it away. You know, so the best thing that you can do is give it away in comments, give it away in support, give it away. So specifically talking about LinkedIn or wherever your social, um, however you're prospecting, wherever you want visibility, start supporting people through your words. So doing things that aren't scary. And that's how you ultimately find your voice is by giving it away. So give it away in DMs, give it away, um, you know, again, in comments, just putting out little micro content, which is just your thoughts and your words to other people. And then seeing how that feedback responds, because what you're doing is twofold. You're, you're building a community and you're finding your voice because that's, I mean, literally that's all I did for like a year before I ever posted anything on LinkedIn was I just hung out in the comments and DMS and, you know, until I felt comfortable to put my voice out there, but I found my voice in that I found it resonated. I found the people like my people slowly, but surely who really have become a great tight knit community. And ultimately it gave me that comfort through the the commenting and finding my voice to just go ahead and start putting my thoughts out there and, you know, crossing my fingers every time I put something like, hey, maybe this will resonate. I still get that every time I hit post. I'm like, I don't know, maybe this will be great, maybe not. 
Um, but you know, I, I'm not afraid anymore of, um, of doing that because after two years, I've just been continuing to give my voice away and not worrying so much about uh, anything in return. But when you do that, you're already doing that every day as you prospect, as you're on sales calls, you're constantly giving away your voice and your expertise. This is just a way to do it, you know, uh, visibly and a little more publicly than what you're already doing privately. Thanks so much. This is great advice. You've, you've untied more knots in my head and I can't even begin to speak for the audience at large right now. So really appreciate what you do, Tara. Oh, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. So what's your personal brand? Are you thinking about it a little bit differently now that you heard me discuss it with Tara? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people misuse or misunderstand or both really that the term personal branding or hashtag personal branding it's way more than the engagement you get on your posts and about finding a billion followers out there on social media right your personal brand is your reputation it happens online it happens offline it happens when you're there it happens when you're not there so what is that reputation are you someone worth talking to do you have something worth talking about are you worth following Are you worth paying attention to at all? If you're in sales and you're not worth paying attention to, then what are you doing? I mean, that's the whole point, right? You've got ways that you can help that only you can provide, and you need people to understand how you can help if you're going to be able to help them. So they need to start paying attention to you at some point. And your reputation can work for you if you can put it out there in ways that other people will appreciate. And that's where things get a little bit murky, but I'm hopeful that based on the conversation you just heard that uh, you're going to think about it a little differently and you're going to be a little bit more effective with it. I want to thank my friend Tara Horstmeyer for joining us today, really us, um, and you know for, for going a little bit deeper into what it means to effectively market yourself and what it means to effectively build that reputation online and offline. You can find her on LinkedIn. She said that was the best way to find her. Um, Just search her name or obviously uh, the link will be in the show notes. You can click right on that and find her. I also want to thank you. You have a ton of choices in the podcast game. You are picking me again and I am grateful for that. I'll talk to you again soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek.